0: close friend of mine and I finally decided to do a little project together. What it's going to be, I don't know. But part of that project involves Merriam-Webster's word of the day. If you don't know what that is, Merriam-Webster just has a page on their website that has the word of the day and a little definition. Today's word, Sunday, January 16th, is sanguine. Another word for being confidently optimistic. When I read the definition, I was kind of like, I feel like I should know this word. (laughs) But aside from thinking that, I also just kind of smirked to myself and felt immediately connected to its meaning. I thought, I am indeed sanguine. And it's a feeling that I've been feeling more than ever. As I've said in the past, I don't typically treat a new year as a fresh start. I don't put pressure on myself to do, act, or be something else just because time has passed. Taking charge and making changes in my life is something I've tried to practice over the years that has ebbed and flowed, of course, but I usually always have new objectives that either become something or just stay behind. This year in particular, 2022, I'm not sure what it is and I don't need to know what it is, but... I just feel so whole. I, I've been seeing some jokes that people are like, oh, because there's, you know, three twos in 2022. That's, you know, angelic and all that stuff, which, you know, I do believe in like angel numbers and stuff. I think it's really fascinating the power of that whole realm in general. I do think there's something to that. But I don't know what it is, but after reading the word sanguine and feeling that connection, it, It's kind of inspired me to reflect a little bit on the last year or two and kind of question how and why I feel whole. Of course, this is not an issue. I'm very happy with the fact that I'm growing and realizing more things about myself and the world around me. But like, I don't know. I can't can't describe it and I don't need to know, but... What fulfills me varies. The core ones will always be family, friends, creating, and the gift of living. I just feel like I've gotten to this place in my life where everything is there, but nothing is there. And I I love it. I love that I've taken the time to step back and evaluate my relationships with my family and friends. I've taken the time to consider where to add some water, where to reach out and let some light in, and we're replant because we've parted ways over time. Every relationship I've ever had in my life, I have valued because every relationship that you have, no matter the length, meaningfulness, etc., it does shape you into who you are and continue to grow to be. And to people I don't talk to as closely anymore, I of course wish them the best, but I do believe there is a reasoning as to why people grow apart. And that's okay. That's what makes us who we are and helps us continue to make us who we are and grow into whoever it is we're meant to be. <laughs> From a creative standpoint, I've been loving that I'm taking the liberty to create what I want, how I want, when I want, and with who I want, personally and professionally. I, I know that one decision builds into another and to handle them all with care until I can full-time create what I consider to be my bread and butter. By just making things for the sake of making and exploring for the sake of exploring, it's something I've done in the past, but now it truly is just on my own time, and I'm learning so much about myself in a way that I haven't before, and it just feels really special to me that I feel so at peace and challenged by my budding creativity. On a more personal and mental standpoint, I love that even on my off days, I'm still able to recognize the gift of being in a moment and that not every moment is a given. I tend to think about how not every day or every moment, etc. is a given quite often just trying to remind myself how special it is that I'm able to do what I'm doing right now, which right now I'm recording a podcast that I finally got off my ass and decided to do. (laughs) In a past episode of mine, Getting With My Program, I talked about, or at least tried to talk about, my relationship with writing, how it's changed, and where I'm at. I started writing every day in 2016, which grew into writing multiple times a day, every day, which grew into creating from writing doodles, graphics, audio, video, the whole lot which is now settled into writing here and there, but not feeling lost without it. Something I also started during those years was jotting down positives of my day. Some days there were a lot, other days it felt like a chore to think of one, but alas, I did it, and I still do. The only thing that's different is that since my relationship with writing has changed, as has my approach with positives. To date, I have a folder in my notes app called On and Off, Within the section, on an off day, I start a note with the prompt, today I'm thankful for, and list out some stuff. It's a pretty quick and easy way to remind yourself why you're here, why the day was still a meaningful day. And then, you know, even if it wasn't, confront yourself as to why it wasn't. I think it's important to take the time to learn how to continually ground yourself when you're feeling off and... This approach will always change over time, but it's a new year, and I felt compelled to share what I do in the hopes that it can support one of you. In terms of reflection, when thinking about the last year, it doesn't feel like 2021. In my head, it's just kind of the time between where I was and where I'm going. 2020 was special in its own way, mostly from a learning and growing standpoint across every facet of my life, but it was special. A messy kind of special for reasons that we all know about and then how that affected each of us individually, but I lived it. 2020 bled into 2021, and if I'm being honest, 2021 started off as kind of a blur. As time does, it just happened and I was there. You know, I was present, I was living, but at the same time I questioned, was I really? A few months into 2021, I had a very what now moment and I'm sure it'll happen countless times in my life, but this was the first what now that felt real. It was the first what now that had implications to it that I actually had to act on. A few months into 2021, I made the decision to put myself first. From one facet of my life to another, this completely reshaped the way I carry myself and has contributed to finally feeling grounded enough internally to continue to guide myself externally. I don't really know what it means to put yourself first. I think its meaning will be different for everyone, for whatever context it's being questioned in. But what I do know is that it's something I just knew and over time have figured out how and where to apply it to my life. By doing so, it, like I said before, has guided me to take certain steps in my life to just contribute to to a better life, to make the most of my days. And one of the first things I did in 2022 was sign up for an event hosted by a community center I followed for some time called Index Space. Something I've been trying to work on is actually getting involved in things that pique my interest and not just bookmarking them. The event was a 30 minute intention setting and guided meditation. last time I meditated was a few times using the Headspace app in 2018, and I was indifferent to it, but I figured, why not? Just hitting Join Zoom and seeing all these faces I've never seen before coming together to do something of this nature virtually was insanely compelling to me. The collective meditation was nice, but my biggest takeaway was the intention-setting portion. I can't recall it word for word or step by step, But at one point, we were prompted to think about the first word that came to our mind when thinking about the last year of our life. To think about it a little bit, why we thought about it, and to basically just stretch the hell out of it. To think of synonyms, experiences, anything, and use this to create a mantra for ourselves in the new year. The first word that came to my mind was time. And after... having my eyes closed, sitting on the floor, feeling the room and picking it apart, my mantra revealed itself as the phrase, shape time. I don't know what this would mean to anyone else, but to me, it means that I'm going to continue to shape my time in a way that I'd like to shape my time. Whether that be doing something or doing nothing is up to me, but as long as I feel just in my way of being, then... That's what it'll be. I had another topic in my mind to talk about today that I'll probably make my next episode, but I felt too compelled to talk about all of this today simply just from reading the word sanguine. Kind of funny, right? Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. My question for you today is what's something you're proud of yourself for? As always, feel free to converse with me through my Instagram at Emily P. Kelly or my gmail, something at gmail.com. I'm in the middle of typing it out right now, but I figure, you know, it's 159 in the morning. <laughs> Why not just talk it out? Because you can't sleep anyways so lol what i was just typing out that i'm sitting here today aware and conscious of my current wants needs faults dreams and i'm i'm content you know and i think that's I think that's what most people strive for.